Two, one. All right, welcome back to the Speak Your Peace podcast. My name is Ian McNaughton, Big E here. Uh, pleased to be joined by two very special guests, Chase Fraser and Jeremy Pope. Boys, how's it going? What's happening? Fantastic. Doing good. Doing good. Jay, Jay what's going on with you, man? What, what's what's happening? What's what's new? What's not much? Canucks game Sunday, Menzi game Monday. Ooh. Uh yeah, I'll, I'll I'll talk to my brother about jerseys. By the way, but, you saw that, hey? yeah, I did see that. I just saw that late yesterday, and he was gone. So pretty much, it uh, uh, didn't really work out. But I'll text him. Um, so boys, we're gonna be talking some hockey. Um, like you, like Jeremy said, or Chase said, no, you. We went to the game on Sunday. We ran into each other in a 300 level at Rogers Arena. It seems like everybody was at that game. One of my other buddies was at that game. Someone else I know posted on their story. They were at the Canucks game. So, you know, happen in place Sunday night stars Canucks. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy, I'll let you go first. Kind of introduce yourself and uh, what you got going on. Uh, not much. I was also, I like Ian said, at the Canucks game on uh, Sunday I'm also playing some men's league ripping it up had a goal last night Ooh. breakaway goal first ever breakaway goal and I scored so 100% on breakaways <laughs> um yeah not a lot you know work just working uh construction like job delivering stuff nothing nothing fancy real tradesman oh yeah yeah and just uh just a huge hockey fanatic you know just love hockey don't we all chase what's new with you what, what, what do you got going on in your life right now same thing as him he took me to the game sunday play on the same men's league team work the same job nice nice Three twins kind of bold of you to wear a giant hoodie on this podcast but you know whatever <laughs> i don't care best team in the league uh, are you going to the uh I, I should see if i can get you to come for the november 19th game when the silver tips are in uh in langley to watch the giants so We'll, uh, we'll see how, we'll see if we can make that work. Um, we'll have to. Um, <laughs> all right. Let's talk about some NHL headlines first. Uh, we are almost about a month into the season already. I don't understand. I don't have any concept of time or day or anything anymore. Um, what's your guys' favorite storyline so far early this season? Jeremy, I'll start with you. What's your favorite storyline? I'm liking how uh, at the beginning, early, early, all the teams that were going undefeated. That was pretty, pretty wicked. Uh, I think there was like four teams that started five and zero, And it was the first time that that had happened. And then a few teams continued it like Carolina and uh, Florida. They got up. I know Carolina got to nine and oh, I think Florida was like nine Oh and one. Just, just lots of winning happening. Lots of, lots of W's. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Chase, do you got a favorite storyline or something that you're really liking so far early on this year? I gotta go with Ovechkin. Signs that it. signs that massive contract this season or in the off season. What was it? Five years. You know exactly what it was. Uh, I'll pull up uh, um, Cap Friendly. You guys can stall. I'll pull it up on Cap Friendly. <laughs> Ovechkin, man, fine wine. He is. He could have signed a 15-year deal. Would have been fine. Well, not under Gary Bettman's NHL, but signing long-term deals. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, five years, $47.5 million, so nine and a half over the next five years. So he signs a five-year, $9.5 million deal at 36 years old. 
that expires at 41 and he's I think he's leading the league in goals and his third in points right now. He's pretty good. He is. And I know like lots of lots of people were doubting him. I, I think he breaks Gretzky's goal record. It's kind of it's kind of a dick move to say if he isn't gonna break it, right? Like that's kind of an asshole, you know, thing to say. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think so. It's like, well, you're kind of just a curmudgeon, aren't you? You you, you don't really want this guy to succeed. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I hope he does it, but at the same time, I hope he, I hope he doesn't do it just because you know Gretzky's Canadian. Oh, we're playing that card, are we? We're yeah, hoping we're, the Canadians get. We got into juniors. it actually in the World Juniors. Do you remember that? Sort of vaguely. I just remember the Americans winning. That's all I really remember from the World yeah. Juniors. I mean, there's a first for everything, eh? It felt like a long time. I think it was 10 years, like between US winning gold at the World Juniors, which honestly, you know, sounds about right. Um, but you know, it was that barrel that pushed the US, you know, junior team over. It was the barrel. They conquered it. Barrel or a garbage can. They, they said barrel, man. They said oh. barrel. I I I don't know what you're thinking about. Um what do you guys think is an underrated storyline so far that more people should be talking about? That's a hard one. Um, I think, though, I think more people should be talking about the Sharks. I think they're off to a pretty good start. And they don't really have any, like, I don't know, everyone, like, doubted them going into the season. I mean, I wouldn't, I, I don't know if they doubted them, but just, as a bottom tier team, everyone was kind of placing them in there and they're killing it in the Pacific. I mean, definitely the easiest division, but, but they're, they're motoring along. I, I, I definitely um, had them in the bottom tier and I was, my underrated storyline was just the California teams in general who all have like winning points percentage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they're not the worst teams. They're all better than Vegas as we record this on Tuesday. Uh, Chase, what's, what's an underrated storyline for you this year so far? Good question. I actually... Hmm. I mean, you can talk about Troy Terry. Ooh. Another another uh, California guy. Well, Scott's going to love that. Yeah, Scott's really going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's above a point per game right now, I think, on a I mean, 11 game point streak as well. I mean, yeah, Scott's really going to come on here on Thursday and then talk about how great Terry and the Ducks are this year. So it's a good thing that you're stroking that ego. But actually, like Troy Terry is actually like a good player. Like the Ducks do actually have some good players. Like they're not what, six, four, and one by mistake or? No, I don't think they keep that up. Six, four, and three. But, yeah, they probably aren't. I mean, I think everybody's just assuming that Vegas is just going to get their shit together at some point and then just start steamrolling the rest of those teams. But early on, at least the first months of the year, Anaheim's in a playoff spot. Thanks to guys like Troy Terry. Yeah. yeah. Was he first starts on that team too, though? Like, I think, does Comtois have a point yet? I'm not sure if he does. Scott, he, Scott he would know. Low start, and they're still they're still going. Zegers is a beauty. <laughs> Zegers is good. Yeah. Um, you know, Kevin Shattenkirk has the second most points on the Ducks this season, like we all predicted. 
<laughs> he's up in he was leading uh, all NHL defensemen for a while. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we all think of, you know, when we think of savvy offensive defensemen in the NHL, Kevin Shattenkirk, first guy that comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> Just leading the way. I agree. Uh, overrated team or player through the first month of the year? Calgary. Okay. Why do you say Calgary? Yeah, I'm asking the same question. Why? Why do you think Calgary? I think, I mean, I think I think the only reason they're winning games right now is Markstrom. He's okay. got four shutouts in nine games. They did they did destroy the Rangers, but I just don't I don't think they have a good team. Yikes! I I don't know. Cal, here's the problem with Calgary. I. I Listen, I wasn't expecting them to be this good. Yeah. But it does feel like if things go south in a hurry, uh, they're going to be major sellers at the deadline, and then we're just going to start over again with the Flames. Yeah. No, I, if I was a general manager, that's the direction I would go in. I don't see Goudreau as a superstar anymore. Lindholm is, Lindholm is, is a nice, nice player. I mean, obviously, Kachuk. But other than that, it's like. Hey, Sean Monahan's like, respectable. Yeah, he is. But I don't know. Yeah, I just don't see them as a, as a playoff caliber team. Minus Markstrom. Okay. All right. I'll accept that. Jeremy, overrated team player for you? I got three teams, I think, Ooh. sort of in the in the same overrated uh, category here. I got uh, these guys right here. Uh, I just said they were good the other day when we watched the game. I just <laughs> officially qualified them as good. Come on more the now. Team, more the team I was talking about. I think, personally, I thought that they were going to maybe finish second, third in the Pacific behind Vegas. And right now, they're currently sitting in seventh out of eighth. And that's for the team they have, they should be pretty good, I think. Um, so I think the team is a little overrated. Hughes and Pedersen are getting back on the right track for sure. But I think maybe the most overrated team coming into the season would have been Chicago. Yeah, they really suck, don't they? Yeah, horrible. I mean, the Canucks beat them, so that's saying something. That whole organization right now. Yeah, that whole... That whole thing is a mess. Um, Scott and I are going to dive into it a little bit more on Thursday, but just giving you like the Reader's Digest version of it, uh, not good. Not at all. I think Seth Jones is very overrated too. They were expecting him to be some sort of savior, I think, for the for the team. Just not there. He's, he's struggling. He uh, he has not looked good uh, getting uh, nine and a half million. Um, no, nope. but, but you know, um, that contract at least doesn't kick in till next season, so they don't have to worry about it until then. Yeah, one year older. Yeah, uh, of you course, th- of you course Montreal team? too. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Montreal's uh, also no good. Uh, Price is back within the team now, but I don't think he's practicing yet at, uh, as of Tuesday. I can search this up and figure it out. Not totally That's sure. a, they're they played 13 games and they've won three three and ten is their record and that's wow 
Okay, but also, um, they weren't that good last year. I agree. I do agree. They, I mean, of course they went to the finals, right? So they, I mean, they definitely pushed somewhere in there, but like their last place in their division, I think people didn't think they were going to be last place. No, I, I think people, most people thought they'd miss the playoffs, but um, not last. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Is there uh, anything on Shea Weber yet? I don't know if Weber, Weber's not playing this season. I don't know if he's going to be playing again. Like he might be forced to retire, which would be. There's a good, yeah, there's a good chance that could happen. Um, I'm going to say slightly overrated. This might come as a hot take. Slightly overrated, the Edmonton Oilers. Mm. I don't, here's the thing. They're nine and one as we record. It's just about to play the Red Wings. I, I don't. The offense is great, but like Miko Koskinen's their best goalie right now. That's a bit tough. Uh, I don't think their defense is that great either. Uh, Duncan Keith, uh, not a spring chicken. He, <laughs> he, he's got worked a few times. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Myers, and that's saying something. Yeah, exactly. Um, McDavid and Drysaddle are just carrying the team, which I think is good for maybe, you know, the regular season might get you, you know, into the playoffs in the regular season, but come to playoff time, I don't see it happening. I don't, I, I said at the beginning of the year, I thought the Oilers were going to miss the playoffs because of their defensive goaltending. And right now I look like an idiot, but uh, I do think this team is, is overrated and uh, not as good as we think. I, I agree with you on that one for sure. I think McDavid and Dreis had to carry that team. Their top six though is very nice. Obviously, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto, although he's kind of having a, a, a rough start. And then he, I was going to say, Zach Kyman's like cool, yeah. except that contract maybe isn't going to be great, but he's good now. Yeah, he's Pooljou, Pooljou Yarvi. Pooljarvi, yeah. yeah. He's playing nice. And then obviously, Nugent Hopkins. He's got the most assists in the league right now. Burnaby boy, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Yeah. Love to see it. Um, all right. That's kind of our headlines discussion here. Let's talk about each division here. We'll, go, we'll do a little bit of a uh, – we'll do a medium dive into each division. So let's go through the Pacific first. So as we record this, Edmonton's in first, Calgary's second, Anaheim's third, San Jose's fourth, L.A., Vegas, Vancouver, Seattle round out the division. Big surprise, the biggest surprise in that division. I'm gonna say it's Seattle being the last place. I thought Seattle would be better, but that's just me. I don't know what you guys think is the biggest surprise in the Pacific. I thought Seattle would be a lot better too. Honestly, I, I didn't think so. Really? I didn't think they were gonna be good. I, I feel like I kind of listened to all the people too that were like, oh, Groove Hours, nothing without the awesome team in front of them. And I mean, they're starting to sound right, maybe. I mean, he's definitely a good goalie, but maybe not as good as everyone thought he was. Their defense is not bad. I don't think their defense is the issue. It's just they need to score a bit more. And scoring is tough to come by uh, when. Brandon Tanev, Jordan Eberle, 
Yanni Gord are your best forwards. It's a little bit tough in that regard. So that's why I'm a little bit surprised about Seattle. Um, any other big surprises or, you know? You have to go with Vegas, no? Vegas, yeah. I think that's fair. Like, I mean, they've made the playoffs every single year. Conference finals, what, three times? Three times. Yeah, three Final times. Once, first round exit once. Won the Pacific last year, second in the league. And yeah, conference. Yeah. They come in this season and they're six and six. It's it's still early on. It they is, they yeah. can still pull it together. I think they'll pull it together. I think they will. I was surprised by their start as well. I think I'm also surprised at Edmonton's start, though. I didn't think they were going to be that good. And same sort of with Calgary. Like, both those teams are my surprise for one and two. I think I, I think if you told me, like, if you told me that Vegas would be first and Edmonton would be six, I'd find that more believable than if it was, like, how it is now. Yeah, I agree, 100%. It's but, weird looking at it, and like you said, all California teams are, are three, three, four, and five, where realistically I thought they'd be more six, seven, eight. Yeah. Um, I, thought the, I thought the Kings would be like a fringe playoff team. Actually, yeah. I think I had them making like top four in the West. Um, Anaheim and San Jose, I had them near the bottom, kind of like replacing like kind of where Vancouver, Seattle yeah. is now, but – you know, it's early on. It's early in a year. It is. So we'll throw it over to the central for a little bit here. Um, this features the not so great Arizona Coyotes, the very not good Chicago Blackhawks. Um, Colorado also like lower in the standings than I think most people thought, but it's kind of a top heavy team as well. Yeah. Well, start for Colorado for sure. I think this this division is so weird in the fact that like Minnesota, St. Louis, Winnipeg, Nashville, Dallas, and Colorado are almost like all sort of the same caliber. They're like I think personally, I think they're like super. They're all very close in how good they are. I mean, maybe Dallas and Nashville not as much as the others, but like it's definitely a close division for sure. I'm I'm really impressed with St. Louis. I mean, Minnesota is is, you know, I think overachieving a little bit. Um, St. Louis, though, I think St. Louis right now looks like the team to beat in that division. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, unless unless like you're really high on Kaprizov, which I am, but I think as a team, I think St. Louis is, is tougher to face. I was surprised. I am surprised by their start. I was like. I was looking at uh, a photo of the roster and I was going through it. I'm like, Brandon Sod's on the team and like Mike Hoffman. I'm like, oh, all these guys are washed. They're going to be like, it was a good team in maybe 2015, but they're proving <laughs> everybody wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it also depends with the Blues on like your opinion on them is how you feel about Jordan Bennington. Oh, I absolutely hate him. I absolutely hate him. You see his clip the other night when he's swinging his stick, <laughs> Audrey. <laughs> I, thought, 
found it funny. Listen, I just thought it was funny. Like it's totally <laughs> reckless. And like, he definitely needed to get a misconduct for that. Cause you can't have that. But the fact that he did it, I thought was really funny. Do you, do you ever listen to spit and chicklets? No, I don't. I listened to his, like he, he was on that, that podcast, yeah. obviously. And he actually seems like a funny guy. Like the stories and stuff he was telling, he actually seems like a nice, funny guy. But then on the ice, I'm just like, this guy is a melon. <laughs> he, he, he's like, he's like almost the closest thing to like a WWE wrestler that we have in terms of like doing like theatrical stuff, like swinging a stick yeah. while at the same time trying to take on a fight wherever he can get it. <laughs> so like the sparks where like fake punched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got a bit of a temper, I think. Oh, probably. Like every goalie, every goalie's got a bit of a temper. That's true. So who you guys think who do you guys think the playoff teams are gonna be for the central division? Arizona, I think Chicago, Nashville, and Winnipeg. <laughs> I I think Colorado come figures it out. I'm going to say Nashville falls out. Dallas is not a playoff team. Uh, I don't think the Stars are going to make the playoffs, but I, I, I will say Colorado. It, Colorado, Winnipeg, St. Louis, Minnesota, in some order, I think are going to be the teams that make the playoffs. Yeah, you, do you think only three make it from the Pacific? No, I think at the beginning of the year, I mean, now it's a little bit different, but I think before I had like LA, Seattle, Vancouver, Vegas making it um so i don't know what to uh i don't know what to expect now i think it's gonna be four and four i think yeah. they'll be four, i think it'll be four and four probably an even split i agree with your central Ian. like oh, thank you i think dallas will win the cup but really no i'm just a biased fan <laughs> dallas did not look great the other night when we saw them i mean i oh. shouldn't i I, I shouldn't say that they look good for like the first uh like ten minutes like when Dem like they were winning one nothing was it after one period yeah yeah like when Demko made that first ridiculous stop <laughs> yeah he owns Jamie Ben now pretty much and then they just lost the momentum after that but I don't think the star listen I thought the stars were frauds making the cup two years ago oh. Last year was obviously like there was a whole bunch of shit going on with the st- like external things like COVID and the storm and, and whatever in Texas that obviously they if anybody got a freebie last year it was the stars just because of how things went. This year, I don't think they're really that good. Yeah, I would just I just wish you were wrong, but I think I have to agree with you. Uh, yeah, I do agree. They're they're top players now. Like Jamie Ben Sagan, I mean, they're they're on the back nine of their career. Sagan's only twenty nine too, which is interesting. Really? Like, I'm pretty sure I saw. I want. I, I saw yeah, that. Really it, well, yeah, because he won the cup in 2011 with Boston, right? And he was a rookie that year. Yeah, he's only 29 years old. Wow, how old's Jamie Ben? I think he's 31. Jamie's a little bit older. But I saw that with Sagan the other day, and it's just like, that doesn't seem right. Yeah. Ben, like- Ben's 32. Yeah, so they're, I mean, Sagan's kind of in his prime, but I mean, Jamie Ben is 
he's he's fallen off. Not the guy. Bit. Not the guy he once was. Yeah, but I mean, not Ross winner anymore. I love Heiskanen. I think Miro is sick. He he. Listen, Dallas actually has like some good pieces. Like Heiskanen's good. Klinberg's been a bit slow to start this year, but I think Klinberg's actually like pretty good. Lindell, I think that is good. Yeah. Um, they have some pieces. Thomas Harley's coming up. He played the other night. Harley, yeah, like they they have some guys. I just they're kind of married to this Pavelski Ben Sagan <laughs> core that I don't think it's. I mean, Pavelski is the best forward on the Stars. Yeah. Which in 2021, it's not that great. <laughs> Definitely not who you want as your top top scorer on your team. Uh, not ideal. Uh, speaking of, well, this is this division is actually ideal, but trying to make a transition didn't work. Let's talk about the Metro. The Metro is actually like a, a, a really fun division. Uh, every team is above 500 points percentage wise. So every team is good, I think. Um, where do we start with the Metro? Let's start down at eighth place. The, the the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah, I think I they're in eighth in their division, but I think they have been very impressive. Okay. Like, you look at their team. You every since I've been alive, pretty much it's been Crosby and Malkin on that team, and it's they they haven't had them this year. I mean, I think Crosby played one game or whatever now, but they had some guys just like come out of nowhere. This Drew Drew O'Connor who. I don't know if he's still leading the team in points, but he was at one point. Mm-hmm. He was an undrafted player. He seemed to lit it up, light it up in the first bit, kind of got them on track without, without you know, the top guns. So I thought that was pretty impressive. A few other guys too, like not household names. Yeah, no, well, that's just the Penguins, right? They, like whenever like Crosby or Malkin or Latang can't play, it's like, you know, um, Sammy Johnson or some no name or from the University of Wisconsin who comes up to play for them and he scores like three points in five games. You never heard of him, but he's still pretty good. And it's just like, where the hell is Pittsburgh getting all these players for who's playing for Wilkes-Barre Scranton right now that I don't know. (laughs) Maybe Maybe it's Sullivan. Maybe it is. Could be. Here, hold on a second. I'll just. Yeah, the Penguins just have a bunch of no-namers. It might be Sullivan, but they just find, like, guys off the street, some no-namers you never heard of, and they're putting up points, like, on a regular basis. Like, I don't know. I don't know why it happens. Jeremy, you were telling me the other day it was the first time in 20-some-odd years or 25 years that on opening night, neither Lemieux, Yager... Crosby and Malkin were in the starting lineup or something like that. Yeah, pretty much something like that. It was like 22 years or something. They yeah. hadn't had one of those players in the starting lineup. Or Flurry too, like even like Flurry for the longest time on Pittsburgh too. Yeah. Um, it's a it's kind of a weird. I mean, you have the Devils who I don't know if the Devils are actually good. I think Jack Hughes is good. They're to me, they're like borderline in like they're right in the middle for me i don't think they make playoffs this year i don't think this year is their year 
I think maybe next year they'll have a good team. I think I think uh, I was a bit shocked when I saw Dougie Hamilton landed there. Um, Me too, actually. I mean, maybe he's their guy. Maybe he's going to get the team going. It's kind of that thing that we're seeing now of like, like Panarin went to the Rangers when the Rangers weren't great, but it's like the team like, hey, we'll pay you a bunch of money. We're not going to be good for like the first year or two, but by like years three, four, and five, when you're still in your prime and we're going to be good, then we're going to kick some ass. Yeah. That's kind of what I think the Hamilton move is. I don't know if the Devils are going to be good in two or three years like as much as i like jonathan bernier and um mackenzie blackwood i don't know if either one of those guys are really number one true number one options i think blackwood's got potential to be a number one yeah how old is he now he's young still young he's still got some time to be good i love 24 okay he's 24 so there's time. I love the Hughes brothers. I, think, I do too. I think all three of them are, are nasty. And Holtz, Holtz is lighting it up right now. He had like five goals in three games in the A. Well, the biggest question when you mention the Hughes brothers and the Devils is when is Quinn going to go to Vancouver? Like that, Never, buddy. Never. No? You, you, you kind of have to mention it. You kind of have to bring it up, you know, when you're discussing Hughes brothers, the devils. I'm not going to lie. I could see it happening. I don't think it'll happen when he's in his prime and stuff, but maybe later in his career, like he just signed that. How long is his deal? Six years, I think. Yeah. Petey got three. Hughes got six. Yeah. So I could... I don't see it happening after his six-year deal is up. But I do – I mean, I mean, if my two brothers are playing in the NHL in, in Tampa Bay, I mean, I'm thinking about going to Tampa Bay as well. <laughs> oh, so the, you're, you're that guy. Like, it's I not mean, even just the fact of playing for your brothers. It's just like, hey, if I get the opportunity to play with my brothers – who are also on the back-to-back cup-winning team, then, yeah, I'm probably going to do it. Like, yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't we all? Wouldn't yeah. we all take that chance? But maybe maybe Jack and Luke come to Vancouver. I don't think so. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know about that. That's, that's, a, that's a little much. Um, my team, the Islanders, they're kind of one of my bandwagon teams. Um, yeah. They haven't played a home game yet this year, but they're still 5-3-2 and two without playing a, a home game. That's impressive. So, that yeah, they're, they're still good. Um, Columbus is 7-3, and three, which is still weird. Great. Patrick Line, baby. The, the, the Line effect or the we just got rid of Torts effect? <laughs> that's a tough one definitely torts but mine is still a good player definitely still a good player i i really do i really like line a. like i i've always yeah. been like a bit of a line a guy um i i i didn't i kind of got why winnipeg got rid of him but at the same time it's kind of like he's one of the best scorers in the game and you need goals to win I, th- I think Columbus easy, easily wins that trade. Because, I mean, they also got Roslovic too, right? Yeah. yeah. 
If it was one for one, it'd be debatable. But like, you add Roslevic. I mean, people. I've heard people talk about him, and like, he's kind of just got so much skill and just hasn't really put it all together yet. But I've heard from a couple sources that he's just like super skilled. Sources. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Unnamed. Unnamed sources. Wow. Okay, Drager. Way to go. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, Jeremy, you know, coming on the pod, mentioning unnamed sources. Wow. Well, okay. He got himself a bit of a big deal here. I mean, you know, pe- people who wear manners hats are, you know, pretty big deals. I'll just, I'll just say that much. I agree. <laughs> you know, um, the Kenworth. they're also big deals all right let's guys who wear hats are are big deals um philadelphia getting back into the stands philadelphia six two and two carter hart's good sometimes no no don't don't let that fake news media he's an every guy i heard from unnamed sources that he's not playing that well this year no, no, no. Don't let those that fake news media tell you that Carter Hart isn't good. I'm here to tell you he is. He was my Vesna pick for last year. Well, that didn't work out well, did it? No. I do have a fact about the Philadelphia Flyers that I'm going to share, though. What, what's your fact on the Flyers? They will make the playoffs. Because it's, a, it's an even year? Yeah. It's just... It's been like the last 12 years or something. Every other year they make it. That seems about right. See, the problem I have with the Metro is like trying to figure out where the Islanders get in here. Because I, 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 I had the Islanders being one of the top four teams again this year. And it's like, okay, so let's say, you know, they need to go on a run here to make the playoffs. Who misses the playoffs? Or unless they get, you know, five Metro teams and no Atlantic team, which is also a possibility. But I, I, I'm thinking that maybe Washington or the Rangers miss out on the playoffs so the Islanders get in. Yeah, I, I think the Rangers. Like, the Rangers? I mean, looking at, this, looking at the teams right now, it's like six of those eight teams I could see being in, in – playoff contention hurricanes obviously easy make it they should the rangers and capitals those are are the two that i think are they could either miss or make it you know what i mean same with pittsburgh and i think the islanders will will pull it together and they'll be a top team in that division I, I agree with the Islanders for sure. I mean, they're five, three, and two, and haven't even played at home. They've been on the road the whole time. They still got three more games on the road too. I think. I think yeah, they're not they're not home for like another week and a half. Yeah. And Varlamov Varlamov is injured. I mean, Sorokin is is really good, but I think it'll help if if those two split. Yeah. Split the games. I don't I, know. I I think Carolina and New York are a lock. Okay. Islanders, that is. Islanders. Islanders are a lock. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Defense wins championships. I, I'm, I'm still 
the Islanders are still my team. I, I'm I'm going to say that they make the playoff. I'm just curious to see who falls off or who who misses out as a result. Um, let's throw it over to Atlantic. We got one more division here that we're going to recap. Uh, Florida Panthers look really good. Everyone else in that division, yeah, not so great. Um, who's the second best? I mean, I know Toronto has 15 points, but like, who's the second best team do we think behind Florida in this division? Tampa Bay? 100%. Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. I, I think you could still argue that they're the best team in that division. Okay. They definitely haven't, they, I mean, through the first month, they haven't showed it, obviously, but that team's unreal. Like, yeah, skill wise. Yeah, was I think based on pure skill, they have the best team in the in that division. All right, but Florida is definitely a wagon, though. They they are cooking. <laughs> Sergey Bobrovsky is back, baby. Apparently, I'd hope so for ten million bucks. He 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 is legit. He, um, that, like, you know, totally thought that was going to happen. Uh, that, you know, old Roski would be coming back. I'm, I'll say that Tampa Bay is, I mean, they're probably the best team in that division still. Um, like if they played Florida in a seven game series, it, it, I, I'm thinking Tampa Bay will probably win, but I think the Leafs might actually like be okay. I think they just they they just got back on their horse. Like they they've gotten very good in the last couple of games. I saw a tweet again. I don't remember who it's from. I don't I don't remember these sources. That Unnamed I source. <laughs> <laughs> but it was their last ten goals, and they were all from Marner's Matthew and Nylander, oh. and maybe a couple from Nylander too. And like those guys are just cooking now after they. All four of them have a slow start. I mean, I don't know. Their defense concerns me. Even even with like Hull getting healthy scratch, I don't know if you put them into the lineup if it makes much of a difference. Um, goaltending. I think Campbell's a good enough regular season goalie. I don't know if he's gonna a goalie that can really take you on a run. I think part of that too is the the chemistry that all those guys have with like all those guys just love Campbell. Yeah. Like I haven't finished the all or nothing documentary, but all those guys just love playing in front of him. And I think that that has to do a bit with his success right now. But I haven't watched the all or nothing, so I have no idea what it's like. But it seems like they all really like Jack Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's a bit overrated. Okay. He definitely played insane last year. I, like, nobody can take that away from him, obviously. I think, what did he, he won, like, 15 games in a row, didn't he, or something? Close to start to the year, I think it was something. Like he, like, he won his first 15 starts, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Definitely good. A good goalie. But, like, I don't know. Maybe he really, truly found his stride. But, like, if you're going off his past as well, he's definitely not like I wouldn't really consider him a starter. 
I don't know if I just have trouble accepting that he's now a starter on a good team, but like through the past, you know, like he's bounced around. Like he started in Dallas then he went to LA and now he's like finally figured it out. I, I think he's good. I'm going to say he's good. Would you rather have him or Carter Hart? I think I go Carter Hart. Just I, I would do it just for the age probably, but okay. All right. Um, Detroit also good. I'm here to confirm that the Red Wings are they're at least fun. Like at least with Cider and Raymond, they're at least fun. Yeah, I totally agree with that. With that for sure. Like those those guys at least make it less painful to watch the Red Wings on a regular basis. So they're on, they're so good, so good. Um, Dylan Larkin's good. Troy Stetcher's been getting healthy scratch, which is like slightly weird because this is also a defense core that includes Mark Stahl and Danny DeKaiser and Stetcher's not getting time over those guys. So that's a little bit weird. Um, Canuck should have won that game. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> all right. We're talking like four weeks ago now. Here. Yeah. <laughs> so you, upset you, about it. I am. That just shows how passionate you are. If you're still upset about a game four weeks ago, it's like <laughs> bullshit. Call. No, no, um, Grace, just, Grace just stood on his head, but that's beside the point. Bryce and Adelkovich are actually like doing pretty well this year for the Red Wings. So that's, that's a cool. great duo. That's a super good duo. You, you like to see that. And then Buffalo are the Sabres are fine. They're okay. <laughs> Wait, Ian, I'm surprised you just talked about the Red Wings and you didn't, men- you didn't even mention anything about Bertuzzi. Well, there's not a lot to mention. I mean, he's unvaccinated, but he's... <laughs> I mean, like, this season, he's just been playing unreal. Well, it's not... Part of it is, like, it's not really a surprise. It's just he's been, like, he's been injured, right? Like, he's been trying to, like, be healthy for, like, the last 18 months. And now that he's actually... Probably, uh, you know, not getting vaccinated has just improved his overall by five, I'm sure. That's how that works. You know, everybody else is slow, except for McDavid, but Bertuzzi's unvaccinated. So, you know, he's just outperforming everybody. But no, I, I part of it with Bertuzzi, it's just he's finally healthy. Him, Verona, and Larkin on the same line really works. Like, it makes a lot of sense considering Larkin's a good balance center. Verona's got speed. Bertuzzi's got the physicality. It makes sense in the line. It's pretty balanced. So, will it last? I don't know. Um, he could be somebody who, if the Red Wings go back to being shit, he could get traded at the deadline. I wouldn't be surprised. Remember last year when they traded Mantha at the deadline and they got Verona in a first back? So, I liked that trade, actually. It was a great deal. I wasn't expecting it, and yet I'm totally cool with it. Verona, I think, is a nice addition, and they also got that extra first. They took Kosa, right, with that pick. I I can't remember. Um, that sounds right. Ahead of Wallstead. Yeah, they took yeah they took Kosa ahead of Wallstead. Um, he because now he's just killing it with the Edmonton Oil Kings in the WHL. Like never doubt Stevie Y. (laughs) In Eisman, we trust. Yeah. Um. Sabers, okay, fine. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I mean, they're definitely not a good team, but I think it's just sick that they're doing what they're doing. 
they're literally the epitome of 500. They're five, five, and two with a goal differential of zero. They've scored 36. They've given up 36. They're on a five-game losing streak, though. Did they start? Did they I guess start? they've had their time. Yeah. So they peaked is what you're saying. They, the Sabres peaked too early. They peaked in the first I think two it's weeks. possible, yeah. Okay. All right. I'm willing to go with that. Um, the Bruins, they're interesting. They don't score a lot, but they don't give up a lot of goals either. I agree. They're- I hate the Bruins. Canucks fan. Really? Just not a fan of them. But uh, as much as it, I hate to say it, I do see them making the playoffs. Just their team is nice. Except losing Krejci sucks. That's a re- very good second-line center. Krejci and Rask, too. Like, not to say that, like, Olmark's bad or, you know, Jeremy Swayman is bad, but, like, losing Rask kind of stinks Yeah. from a core perspective. Um, Ottawa, we, we talked about Montreal a little bit. Ottawa, not good. Montreal, not good. I love no. Ottawa's team, though. I like their pieces. I just wish yeah. they could actually put it together. Exactly. They're young, though. They don't have a goalie, eh? Hey? Like Matt a, Murray's uh, not really the uh, the answer is what you're saying? Either, yeah, did? he'd probably be better out of the net than in the net. <laughs> they did make a trade a few years back for, I think, Philip Gustafson. Yeah, Gustafson is their backup, I think. I think uh, the Pens drafted him, and he was a second-round pick, and he just hasn't really panned out. He got sent down the other day, I think. Well, they had – like, it's weird because it sounds like a bunch of goalies. Like, they had Murray last year. They had Gustafson, Anton Forsberg. Joy Decord, who was taken by the Kraken. I don't know. They'll, 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 if they want to be good, I'm sure they'll have to find a new goalie because I don't think it's really working with Murray. Yeah. But fortunately, they got like the most cap space of any team. So they'll find a goalie, I'm sure. Pay someone, free agency. Take Bobrovsky's contract off Florida. I think they do fine with Spencer Knight. That could be interesting, actually. If they if they were to pick up Bobrovsky for that ten million dollars, they could possibly get assets on top of that. I don't know. If Bobrov- I think Bobrovsky has probably had some sort of trade, yeah, modified trade clause or whatever that he'd have to agree to go to Ottawa. And um, you heard it here first on the Speaker Peace podcast. Uh, Florida is not like Ottawa. <laughs> The Miami lifestyle is not quite the same as Ottawa. No. Um, only going to stay in southern states after all of his time in Ohio. Probably. Um, you know, he might be the Coyotes goalie literally in a few years. Um, the one thing that I don't understand about Florida, they signed Bobrovsky for 10 million bucks. And then the next year they draft Spencer Knight with their first round pick. Yeah, I don't. I think that's more just you don't expect Knight to be that good so soon. Like goalie prospects take like three yeah. years to develop, yeah. and Knight's been like was drafted through like I guess two years ago. Yeah. Like you don't expect him to be NHL ready that soon. So I don't. I mean, look at Demko. 
he's he was drafted 2014 and now he's oh yeah and, and i mean it also depends on how you like to draft i'm more of a proponent of like taking the best guy available and for florida i think at that time spencer knight was like the best guy available so you take knight and it's yeah. kind of worked out so um all right we're gonna end it with some uh some awards maybe a, a few season predictions see who makes the playoffs not uh, who wins the Art Ross trophy? I think everyone knows the answer to this. I feel like it's, I feel like it's obvious, but like, is it not <laughs> McDavid? Yeah. I was thinking more Tyler Myers. Oh, um, possibly. If, I wonder if you can bet this on FanDuel, who's again, not sponsoring this podcast, but, uh, maybe you could do like a McDavid versus the field odds for like Art Ross. I think, he, I think he runs away with it 100% I could see him getting 160 points okay well actually the thing is about this right if you look at the standings right now is dry dry in front of him right now isn't he I think I think you're uh you're, I think you're right here hold on a second uh dry settle is 23 McDavid is 22 I mean they like their power play they they get a goal almost every power play, and it's more than likely they both get a point on it. I like I wouldn't be like insane insanely shocked if Drysidle won the Art Ross, but I still do think McDavid will win the Art Ross. Okay. Um, I think McDavid is like projected like his scoring rate is like he's gonna finish with 140 points, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. More more probably. Um, who wins the Calder? Bonus points if you say a Red Wing. (laughs) Uh, I I was thinking of saying a Red Wing. I was going to say a Red Wing. Um, I think I think it could be Raymond. I think it's one of one or the other uh, of the Red Wings, Cider or Raymond. Yeah, it feels like either one of those guys. I mean. Part of me want like being like you know the guy who like takes the outsider. Part of me kind of wants to say Bowen Byram. He's on Colorado. He won the uh, um, or no, he didn't win the call. Um, Byram won or not? Kale McCarr won the call there two years ago, so they might be a little bit adverse to like giving it to another Avalanche guy like a couple years later. Or is it the Norris? No, the Norris. I don't know what year we're living in now. But the point, so part part of what I'm trying to say is that Byram has a bit of an outside chance, and I kind of would like to see him win because I think he's really good, and I think if Colorado goes on a roll, he could get some credit for that. But it's definitely Raymond Insider, and then everybody else. Yeah, Insider looks great. Insider is great offensively and great defensively. He's just an all around stud. He's not afraid to mix it up with a few people too, which I like to see. Yeah. And even Raymond. Raymond hasn't looked bad defensively either, I've thought. No, he he, he does a good job of covering his wing. Yeah. Um what goals does he have? Lucas Raymond has nine games, maybe six goals and 14 points. Yeah. How many That's games? Impressive. Raymond has played, I think he's played in every game this year, 13 games. Yeah, so. A little over a point per game as a rookie. 
on what, are thoughts on, what are your thoughts on Cole Caulfield since we're on a little bit of a rookie? Listen, I think he's good. Yeah. I do think he's good. I, I, I think it's also not a bad play by Montreal to send him down when the team is kind of dog shit. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm sure he gives you a better chance to win, but I think also at the same time, your team is going through a lot right now. You don't need to rush Caulfield into being the star guy. I mean, he's getting a lot of hype, so he's going to get the attention anyways, but you don't need to rush him right away. I agree. I think it was a good move. They sent him down. I think he's got to play some bigger hockey before he's fully ready to score 40, like Trevor Zegers said. <laughs> yeah, I... He'll, he'll go down to Laval or Laval or however you pronounce it, and that'll be a winning team, and he'll play big minutes and 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 develop. And I and I think it, I think every well, I shouldn't say everyone. I think most reasonable hockey fans and people are going to say, yeah, this guy's probably going to do well in the A this year. Like, would anybody be surprised if he was a point per game player in the A this season? Like I wouldn't be like, I, I think he's, I think he's that good that he can be that guy. And, you know, since he's still younger than me, like there's not, there's not really an issue. I think in trying to just push him, like you don't need to expedite his process. Just take your time. There's no rush when he's ready. He's ready. Exactly. And, and Montreal doesn't look like they're making the playoffs this year. So yeah. There's really, there's really no point in even, like you said, playing him in, in the NHL. So, do you guys have a hot take award winner that you that you're uh, that you're feeling right now? I would probably say I don't know if I would say winner, but I think a finalist for the Vesna could definitely be Thatcher Demko. Okay. All right. I don't mind that. He's made some ridiculous saves, and if Vancouver again can, can sneak into the playoffs, it, that that's not a bad bet. If that team starts playing good hockey and starts winning, then I think yeah, he's I. If that team starts winning a bit more, and I'm talking like not even like Thatcher Demko, like if the team starts playing good in front of him, he's definitely going to be a candidate this year. Like he's unreal, and that's not even biased too. Like so many people are like he's on the map now for one of the top goalies in the league. He's making, you know, sports center top 10s. He should be. Yeah. <laughs> Chase, you got a you got a hot take award prediction or winner. Back to the Calder. Uh Michael Bunting. Ooh. He's uh he's kind of just taking over that Hyman role, huh? Yeah. He's basically just doing that. Like that's basically what he's doing. But yeah, essentially. And like He's playing in the top six. Matthews and Marner haven't been playing well the first couple games. And I think he's still – how many points does he have right now? I just saw it here. He he has six points. Same as Cole Sillinger. In how many games? He has played uh, – 13 games. Six points in 13 games. Half a point a game. And that's with Marner, Matthews, Nylander, Tavares. They haven't been playing well. Is he on the first power? Is he is he on the power play? I don't 
now. Uh, uh, I'm not totally sure. He might be. I mean, throw him on the power play. You're guaranteed to get a handful of points with playing with those guys. So I would not be surprised if once those guys get rolling, if he starts racking in the points. My uh, my award prediction. That's actually not a bad one. That's that that probably be a good you know dark horse bet. Uh, my prediction: uh, Kyle Connor for the Rocket Richard. Oh wow, that's, I haven't heard that one before. I, uh, I I told Scott at the beginning of the year that Kyle Connor is going to score fifty goals for the Jets this season because they need him to because no one else on that team can uh, can really score. Um, I hope so he's he's in my uh, hockey pool. So so yeah, uh, Kyle Con- Kyle Connor Kyle Connor Kyle Connor will score uh, fifty goals for the Jets this year. Uh, I'm still stand by that. He has how many goals does he have right now? Uh, he has. Eight. He has eight, same as Connor McDavid. I think 50 is a reach. That's why it's a hot take. That's why it's, yeah, he's, he's gonna. I know, but <laughs> I don't know. I think that he's got 50 in him. I, I believe in Kyle Connor. He'll, he'll, he'll do it. He's a very good player. He is a very good player. All right, boys. Well, we should probably head out here. Uh, if you got anything you want to plug or anything you want to share, anything you want to promote, here you'll have the next minute floor is all yours go ahead okay i got one thing do you guys do you guys think it'll be the same three norris candidates mm, headman fox mccarr yeah i mean has mccarr even played a game yet oh i don't even know has he been injured i think so that could be part of the reason as to why Colorado isn't playing well. What about uh, what about uh, Quinn Hughes? Are we are we not getting uh, Quinn Hughes any uh, any luck? Quinn Hughes is pretty much a forward. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, last year it wasn't like you know most times it's like the most points you know you score basically you win the uh, you win the Norris, but like that didn't happen last year because Barry won the. Uh, or Barry was the leading point scorer, but he didn't win to Norris. I, I'm I'm gonna say that Quinn will get in. He'll get a nomination. His defense looks a lot better. I I I, I think he can uh, maybe not this year win it, but he'll get nominated. Yeah. That that I'll say I'll say that it's not gonna be the same three. How about that? There we go. That's good. I'm glad to hear a non-Canucks fan say that too. It gives me a, gives me some. Well, I think like my top, I don't know, in no order, my favorite Canucks are Thatcher, Hoglander, and Hughes. I really like watching Hoglander play. That dude, uh, that dude's got energy. He's got a motor. He just goes. He's got a motor. Creative. It's uh, pretty good. He's pretty good. I like him. (laughs) So, all right, boys, anything else you want to, you want to share, promote? discuss plug no all right well thank you very much for taking the time to do this it's greatly appreciated uh jeremy you keep rocking that manners hat outside of the podcast all right you know don't do that just because you're talking to me actually uh you know it's not too late to join the bandwagon oh i'm on I all right in the playoffs all right well thank you very much for listening uh be sure to listen to our podcast on spotify apple Podcasts. subscribe to our youtube channel like this video on youtube You know the drill. We'll be back again soon. Peace out.